music provided by the Andrew Allen Trio. If you like our theme song, find more at andrewallenmusic.com. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to our inaugural episode of Nerd Jack Blog Radio. We are very excited to be sharing with you our sterling gold. I'm not sure that sterling gold is even a real metal, but that's the way we describe our voices here at Nerd Jack Blog Radio as sterling gold. Uh, that's right. So much for tuning in. You just heard the other co host who I'll introduce in a moment. My name is Dan Burkett. You know me as the Tanya Harding fanboy, and I'm excited to be with you on the interweb tubes. I'm joined here by. Uh, yeah, this is Adam Burkett at Nerdjock Block. Uh, I'm also known as Bones. He's also known as Bones, folks. You heard it here first. So thank you again for uh, tuning in, Adam. Thank you for hosting. So what have you got on deck for us for this inaugural launching of Nerd Jack Blog Radio? All right. Well, one of the topics, one of my blog posts that I have written about is Adrian Peterson and my man boy love for him. Uh, this goes back to like our second season of our fantasy football league. And just okay, I'm gonna have to stop you. I'm gonna have to stop you right there. Who is Adrian Peterson? <laughs> Adrian Peterson is the the running back of our generation. He uh, took the the torch was passed from Ladanian Tomlinson. Where did he go to college? Oklahoma. How tall is he? I'm not really sure. Like six three. How old is he? 33 years old. Okay, now I have my essential. Ooh, Larry Bird age. The golden year. Yes. So that's why Adam's with us. He's got an encyclopedic knowledge of sports. Sorry to cut you off there, uh, but you have man-boy love for Adrian Peterson. Who is he playing for nowadays? Yeah, that's what I was going to get into. I was building up. Uh, yeah, so he had a great career with the Minnesota Vikings. He his rookie year, he set the single-game rushing record against the Chicago Bears, which is awesome. He just demolished Erlacher over and over and over again. Uh, so, yeah. Well, and, I mean, and he, who, hasn't, who hasn't demolished Erlacher? He was also – after he blew out his knee, uh, the, uh, two years later, he almost – he was eight yards away from setting the single-season rushing record. So, uh, like, he's awesome. He's like the Michael Jordan of running backs. Um, like sounds like he's eight yards away from being awesome actually yeah uh the he played last year for the new orleans saints and they it didn't work out and he got traded to the cardinals had do a couple think, decent games there do you but, think his trouble with the saints were due to him eating too many beignets possibly i foresee that being my trouble should i ever move to new orleans too many beignets but then he got traded to the cardinals you said yeah and then he got hurt towards the end so he had a, a couple decent games the cardinals uh, last year their star running back was out but the big story is like he hadn't been signed he's old running backs after 30 usually don't have success so uh this week he monday he was signed by the washington redskins who they lost their future running back Darius Geis is out for the year and their other the rookie they drafted last year P Ryan uh, he's out for some time so it looks like Adrian Peterson might be a workhorse running back again 
at 33 with the Redskins. And I believe Alex Smith is now the quarterback. So there's a potential that he's going to have like another good year. Like he'll have a, he'll go out on his own terms instead of being forced out. I'm worried. I'm worried about his knee. What's, what's the status of his knee these days? He's pretty healthy. Last year, what got him was just, you know, he's old and he's taking lots of collisions. He had a neck injury. So the concern is him leading with the head. So it'll be interesting to see, but he still looks amazing. He looks like a great God. So hopefully he still has some, some bursting and still, I mean, still have the quickness to get to uh, the hole. See, my thing with Adrian Peterson has always been that he's come across to me as extremely soft, can't take a hit. It's one thing to be fast and be able to carry a ball. Anybody can be fast and carry a ball. But the thing about football is you have people who are trying to hit you and knock you down. And if you're little Miss Prissy Peterson and you can't take a hit, well, I don't Peterson know. Peterson runs people over. I don't know what you're talking about. This guy's a beast. He runs, Anyways, he runs people over until he can't. Yes. Well, this year we'll see if he can continue to still run people over at 33 years old with uh, 11 years of pro football experience. It'll be something to watch. It'll certainly be something something to watch. Uh, will he stand or kneel for the anthem? Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure he'll stand. I don't really want to talk about that. I don't. I'm gonna. I ignore that. I don't even watch pregame, and I, I turn it on right at the kickoff because the paper or the paper or Twitter will tell you exactly when the kickoffs are for the game. So that's when I flip over. Well, the vast majority of people who have an opinion on that really are not, in my view, are not even your standard NFL fan to begin with. I mean, who cares, honestly? Uh, It's just something sexy to talk about in the media because veterans get riled up and people get riled up. But it's, I agree, it's kind of a a non-issue. But, uh, okay, so Redskins of Washington, Adrian Peterson, Something to look out here, folks. You heard it here on Nerd Jock Blog Radio. Anything else you want to say about Adrian Peterson? Yeah, I was just happy to see he was able to find a job, and he's always fun to watch. So hopefully he he still has a couple good, like, wow, I can't believe he just did that games. More than we can say for Rashad Jennings, am I right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But Rashad Jennings has a mirror ball trophy. I don't think Adrian Peterson can say the same. No, I don't think so either. And that's what it's all about, folks. Having a short run in the NFL so you can get onto Dancing with the Stars and get a mirror ball trophy. That's really why they're all doing it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what Hall of Famers Emmett Smith and Jerry Rice have done. Exactly. It's all about it's all about getting your dance lessons paid for. That's what the NFL is good for. Okay. Uh transitioning. Uh, have you heard of Tinder? No. <laughs> you haven't heard of Tinder? As in, uh, as in the little wood bits I used to start fires? No, as in the... Spoiler uh, alert, we didn't start the fire. It was always burning since the world's been turning. As in the dating app slash hookup app. Dating? What is a hookup? pray tell what when you do it a hookup is when you do it we're we're dropping some college education on you folks uh so okay uh so there's apparently this app that will help you do it 
Okay, I'm familiar. Go on. Okay, have you heard the story? Well, this girl has gone viral. She had just been going crazy. She says it's a study of gender and equality, but it was really just a, a she's a model. She has 3,000 followers on Instagram, and she was seeking attention. So she was stringing several guys along. Like she would like say, I'm really busy. I work with her right now. Then now's not a good time to start anything. I'll let you know. I'll be done in about a week or so. So a week to two weeks roll by. And then all of a sudden, like these guys thought they were getting ghosted. And this chick was like, hey, meet me here. There's a concert, blah, blah, blah. Well, this guy goes there. Well, actually, there's 100 guys. But this guy goes there. And there's it's nothing but dudes and a stage and a DJ. And then this girl comes out with two like beefy bodyguards and then uh, says, I, I bet you guys are wondering why you are, why you are all here. And then she goes into this hunt, Hunger Games-like speech where they have to compete to win a date with her. So uh, there are a handful of guys left, but there was an overwhelming majority, majority that stayed and played the game. Sounds My question to like... you is, what do you think about this girl and what would you do in a situation? a situation like that so it sounds like to me that this is a pilot for a um, competitor for the bachelor uh with an added uh, brawl element um <laughs> if i were in that situation first off i wouldn't be in that situation for several reasons uh, but if i were in that situation and i showed up and I saw a swarm of dudes at this place I was supposed to be meeting somebody, I would turn my happy ass around and leave immediately. Or I would, I, you know what? No, that's not, let's, let's, be, let's be real. That's, that's not how I'm playing this. I, am, I, I see an opportunity to make 99 friends. I go in, I start mixing, I start networking, start handing out my business cards start getting contacts because you know that's i think that's a fraternity for life the hundred tender guys yeah what i think i would have there's two normal reactions to this one say what the f turn around and leave and pretend like that never happened the other thing to do is everybody kind of just like flips her off and they hang out, have a nice bro out, and just pretend like she's not even there. Yeah, that, that, th candy. those are the only two options. Saying so and trying to win, like this girl's obviously coconut bananas, and uh, don't want to hang out with her. Plus, like the way she just played you like that, uh, no, that's, that's a huge turnoff. And she's only like an eight out of ten. I've seen pictures of her. When I first heard this story, it was uh, from a different podcast and a voicemail, and then it went viral. And there's pictures of her. Like she's pretty attractive, but she's not like compete for. Well, if you're a, a, quote a date unquote, type, if you're a quote-unquote model and you only have three thousand Instagram followers, you're not a very good model. Uh, so it sounds like she's just a typical twenty-something looking for attention. I really this this really illustrates why the internet and social media has completely destroyed our society. Uh, and yeah, no, I'm not about that. I mean, it's a fun story. It would be a fun thing. They I heard about it. They talked about it on Good Morning America. Um, and it's it, yeah it's pretty incredible i mean they interviewed a couple of the guys and the guys were just like yeah we were confused it was really dumb like i don't think it turned out the way that she wanted it to turn out um but speaking of good morning america just a quick aside the most fantastic chiron which is what 
like when your name appears on screen and your title appears on screen. Uh, there was some woman and her daughter on, in a northern suburb of Chicago. The daughter was eight years old, walking the family dog by herself. And it was like a small dog. It wasn't like a big dog or anything. And someone called child services on the family for letting the eight-year-old daughter walk the dog by herself. And so the Chiron, they were interviewing them on uh, Good Morning America. And the Chiron on the eight-year-old girl was girl who walked dog alone, which I think is just, if you're writing Chirons for ABC, I think that's got to be the highlight of your career. That That's what, what you got to call somebody, girl that, who walked dog alone. That's like a title of a poem. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. By, by some feminist. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, or... What the heck is that? That's crazy. People are crazy. By the way, just to get back to the wrap up the Tinder story, I don't think we mentioned it's in Manhattan. There's yeah. lots of weird stuff that happens there, but that is just like over the top. Like, what the hell? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, Manhattan getting 100 guys together, like you can pretty much just get on a megaphone and have the same effect. You don't, she's, she's not very savvy. She didn't need to go through Tinder and it took her weeks to do that. Like that, that could have been a couple of hours. So I don't think this woman is very business savvy. I don't think she, yeah, she could have sold that. tickets. There, I, I don't, I, I, she, I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about her. Thankfully, I'm glad I don't know her name because I don't want to know her name. Uh, but, but yeah, it's, uh, a new use for Tinder. Yeah, if she can, if she can rile up that many people, she should be able to make some money off of that. Like just getting people to show up for something. Like she should be able to be making that into like. Where's her entrepreneurial spirit? I don't know. She needs to sell T-shirts or something. But that's not what she's about. She's about people telling her that she looks cute, and I'm sure her self-esteem is through the roof right now. I think it went, it peaked, it got really high. And then once it went viral, it like immediately spiraled down out of control because it's not what she wanted to do. <laughs> Pretty much how that goes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that is the story of a hundred tenders. Yeah. That is talking Tinder with uh, Dan and Adam. Speaking of talking Tinder, there's Tinder on the fire, Tinder on the fire, Timber on the fire. I'm an idiot. There's timber on the fire over in Cleveland, Ohio. Adam, what am I talking about? Woof, woof, dog pound. Hard knocks. Woof, woof, dog pound. Hard knocks. Uh, speaking of woof, woof, dog pound, I was wearing a shirt the other day that said sycamores, and somebody from, I think, Sri Lanka, either Sri Lanka or India, asked me what the sycamores were. They go, is that a tree? And I said, yes. And they were watching some show where they kept on talking about sycamores and they had no idea what they were talking about until they saw it on my shirt. So anyway, that was related only tangentially because of mascots. But Wolf Wolf, Dog Pound, <laughs> Cleveland is Believeland. They are uh, on HBO, which I feel personally attacked about. I really, it, it, the show Hard Knocks. Give a, how long has this show happened? Is, is this the second year, third year? No, man. It's been like 15 years or something like it's that. It's been 15 years. It started on like, the, it was like an NFL uh, films, and then HBO took it over and made a big deal about it. It peaked when Rex Ryan and the New York Jets were on it because he said, fuck so much. Uh, 
that this season is featuring the winless Cleveland Browns. And it is hilarious. There's so many winless by design. Winless by design. Here's what people don't understand about Cleveland. Cleveland is so incredible that if they also had a football team that could win games, it just wouldn't be fair. So it's kind of like a hipster, we're too cool to win games. We don't want to compete in the NFL, but we're going to have our football team anyway. That's a nice spin zone you got there. It's uh, yeah, What it's- happened really with the Cleveland Browns is – uh, Art Modell, the owner, took them and moved them to Baltimore. So the Browns are still awesome. They're just the Baltimore Ravens. This 1999 Browns is awful. They've had one playoff appearance and uh, more starting quarterbacks than they've had actual seasons. So it's uh, it's yeah. Something. But let's look at let's look at the great starting quarterbacks that they've had, and you'll understand my point. Johnny Manziel. Uh, I you y- y- you can't find anything negative to say about johnny if you tried there's the guy there's, from, <laughs> there's the guy from notre dame False. there's the guy from notre dame brady quinn he's actually from brady dublin quinn. ohio brady see we have brady quinn and johnny manziel if getting brady quinn and johnny manziel to cleveland isn't reason enough for the browns i can't help you the browns are like they're always looking for something better they like hot and trendy like brady quinn through a nice tight spiral he was a big superstar at notre dame and then johnny manzel he had his money manzel thing like really flashy and then they even went and got rg3 on his last legs to try to win it actually that's the funny thing is robert griffin the three actually won a game he's the last the last starting quarterback to win a game for the cleveland browns is robert griffin and that's why he didn't last at the browns well because he won a game exactly yeah, if, if they wanted to continue this uh, slide into mediocrity, they should just go with Where, the four-string quarterback who can't even get into the game and his girlfriend is uh, over on the sidelines, which, by the way, a four-string quarterback, probably practice squad at best for his professional playing this career. Is, this is he why has I a hate... smoke show, a smoke show of a girlfriend. It is yeah, well, he's unreal. A, he's a smoke show of a man, so it's not really that hard to believe. But this is why I hate the show Hard Knocks. Why do I know the name of the Browns' fourth-string quarterback when I can't tell you the name of the Browns' first, second, or third-string quarterback? Well, it's the same way. It's reality TV. It's like, why do you know who Kourtney Kardashian and Kylie Jenner are? Put them side by side. I can't tell you which is which. (laughs) I really can't. I don't. I don't. I have not kept up with the Kardashians. Yeah, well, but it, it's kind of, you don't even have to keep up with them. They're everywhere. No matter where you look, and uh, if you're on the internet, they're everywhere. You turn the corner, there's well, another who, button, or there's the another target, page. What's the target audience? I understand why the Kardashians have a following, kind of, because I, I understand the type of woman and type of man that that appeals to. I don't understand what type of audience the fourth-string Browns quarterback appeals to football guys i love it don't you remember going to uh colt's training camp in Terre Haute and you just you just kind of get to know them so now you have a like with the tv show and the cameras you get to intimately know the backups and 
they're trying to find a story to when the guy actually makes the underdog makes the team and makes for great television because it's real like the nfl and professional sports are reality tv and this is reality tv on top of reality tv so you can build storylines and it's interesting it's a, a personal interest story so you got you this know, broken guy who you know this is probably he's probably not going to be playing football anymore he's gonna go be work for edward jones or uh uh start a hedge fund something like that you know what makes for great tv a gay lawyer living with his straight female interior design roommate and their zany scripted antics that makes for great tv I don't need to see some random guy living like okay. I love Broby. Broby is the best. He, he his only role on the team is to run the scout team and the third stringers uh, to try to find a receiver and to he, to put snacks into the RV. He put he gets snacks for the other quarterbacks. That's his role. He everyone is, you meet, he is a morale booster. He's everyone. Great. Everyone you meet in Cleveland is a morale booster. Everyone you meet in Cleveland is putting snacks in the RV. This is there's this huge media conspiracy to hold Cleveland down, but everybody in Cleveland is broken. Everybody. Their lake has literally caught fire. Uh, it's their river that has caught fire, and every river has caught fire. It's not exclusive to Cleveland. The only reason the Cuyahoga River fire is famous <laughs> is because it was reported on in the same issue of Time magazine as the moon landing. So it went viral back in 1969. Uh, so when we went lunar, baby. In not 1970, but a year sooner. And the... There's now the Burning River Fest, which is a conservation effort where you go drink on Whiskey Island and everything is very clean, very beautiful now. Don't come for me on my Cleveland. It is literally Nirvana, not the band. I just watched episode two and three of Hard Knocks last night. Episode two, this rookie receiver from Florida with a checkered pass that they don't really go that much into, but... Anyways, he's got a problem. He has bad people around him. He got his car from Florida. He got pulled over. It starts off with the uh, dash cam footage. And uh, so his car was unlicensed. So they got him on that. And then there was a used roach, which, you know, that's marijuana. So and uh, so, so he, got, he gets a citation. And mm-hmm. he hides it from the team. And then... Hugh Jackson, who is like the worst coach ever, he's one in 32. He decides for punishment in the second preseason game that he is going to play every offensive snap. Now, they had just traded Corey Coleman, so Antonio Callaway is running with the starters and getting every snap, which isn't punishment because he's trying to make the team and have a valuable role. If you get, get the opportunity to just run route after route after route in in game action, and there's a, a starting job on the line, like that's a reward, not a punishment. If you're going to punish him, you sit no, him out. No, 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 no. You don't ring, come. You don't you come. You put him in the doghouse. It's a dog pound. You should put him in the doghouse. You, you should make a doghouse and he stays in it. You don't, you don't come to Cleveland to play football. You come to Cleveland to sit beside. If you, if you want to make moves with the football, if you want to run routes, if you want to score, if you want to get points, if you want to improve your stats, Cleveland is not the team for you. You don't come to Cleveland to play football. You come to Cleveland to believe. And that is the beauty of the Cleveland Browns. 
Yeah, that, that explains why they're the laughing stock of the league. Some say laughing stock. Some say kitschy little thing to do when you've run out of things to do, which will never happen if you're ever in Cleveland. You never have to resort to the Browns. That's the other beautiful thing about uh, being in Cleveland. But folks, that is all the time we have for our first episode of Nerd Jock Blog Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. Feel free to pet the donkey on the way out. And I've been Dan Burkett. Follow me on Twitter at Daniel Burkett, D-A-N-I-E-L-B-U-R-K-E-T-T. And follow us on our blog, Nerd Jack blog. Read about Tanya Harding. Read about Star Wars video games. Adam, your final word. Yeah, so uh, referring to Nerd Jack blog, check out my, my two segments, my two blog uh, themes are must watch, which is usually an athlete that is worth watching, and indie corner, where I talk about indie video games. Uh, I did a or indie quickie. I did a quickie about Windjammers 2 coming to the Switch and its hand drawn art style. I'm really into that. Uh, the other thing before we wrap up, uh, I recently acquired a Sega Saturn and it powers on but i need to replace the laser disc and i have some games so what i've decided to do is i might fix a sega saturn but the extra stuff that i have i'm going to sell that and buy shinmu 1 and 2 hd off of steam because it's only 30 dollars and i think i can make 30 dollars worth of uh sales on the sega saturn crap i have and I want to just take that $30 and move it along the line to Shinmu because I've watched so many hype videos about Shinmu that I have talked myself into acquiring that game at some point in the future. And we are just, at the time of recording this episode, we have just 129 days until the Fiesta Bowl. Thank you so much for joining us. Looking forward to experiencing the Fiesta Bowl with you all. I'm Dan Burkett. He's Adam Burkett. Enjoy your day.